News Radio 92.3. Now it's time to play Which Host Did This? Andrew McKay, Jenna Barr, or Bobby Rossi? This host worked as a bartender in England. Who could it be? Who is it? The correct answer is Andrew McKay. Get to know our local hosts by listening to News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Good morning, Pensacola. Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. to marginalize people who declined COVID jabs by using things like vaccine passports. They sought to prevent people from being able to earn a living if they declined the jab through the Biden employer mandate. They sought to deny children an education if their parents did not want their kids to get MNRA shots. They sought to discriminate against Americans based on VAC status by treating them different in their own workplaces. He said that a couple of times, MNRA, it's mRNA. And he said that too, like in the same speech, he said it both ways a couple of times. It's just kind of interesting. But this is the governor speaking on, uh, this is not yesterday, this is the day before, this is Tuesday, talking about, you know, things that were done in Florida to protect people from various forms of federal mandate and other matters as well. They sought to impose masking requirements on everyone from spectators at sporting events to young school children and they sought to silence medical practitioners who followed the evidence and backed the science over the narrative. And the fact of the matter is, they had a lot of momentum, they brought a lot of power to these fights, and they would have won, except for the fact Florida said no. Uh, I actually believe Florida said, hell no. (laughs) I don't believe Florida just said no. And so, of course, he uh, talked about the ongoing importance of protecting Floridians from and children and employees from all the various versions of the mask and or vaccine mandates, as well as the follow on versions of things like if you don't have this, you have to have this or the travel or the cruises, just kind of all of the stuff that his administration and the and the uh, uh, um, the state house has been working to prevent. And including the fact that when they first put the pushback legislation in place, protecting Floridians, they put two year limits on it, which that kind of stuff is going to come up this summer. So. They may have to extend and revise some of those time limitations. But then he talked about something that I very deeply agree with. And I think this is the place where even if you were an advocate of vaccines, and I was and am, okay, and even if you were an advocate of masks, I was and am now more dubious, okay, about that particular one. I I don't. I don't think it hurts anything. Uh, I don't think it really solves the problem of an aerosolized virus. It does prevent droplet spread, but we don't believe that's how it transmits anyway. It, you know, the, the mask, even the good mask, is just a um, it's a it's a better version of sticking your face in your in your elbow when you when you sneeze. Okay, it's just 
anyway, um, but again, I was absolutely an advocate of those before the CDC did, and I still am an advocate to some degree, okay? Um, but in any case, protecting people from these things is what he was talking about. Whether, whatever you believe about that stuff, okay? Whatever you believe about masks or vaccines or anything else, I would hope everybody could agree that medical practitioners should be protected in saying what in their expertise and their opinion about what the medicine and the science says, what they think is right. I would hope that whatever you think about the subject itself, protecting doctor intellectual freedom is important. The other thing that we're going to do that that we worked with the legislature last legislative session to do, and we were, Joe Latipo and I were very supportive of, uh, the legislature uh, did decided not to pass this in the end. They will pass it this year. I've already talked to the leadership. But we want to have our medical practitioners, particularly our physicians, uh, be protected with the freedom to be able to speak the truth. You should not. Yes. I mean, at the very least, you want your doctor to be free to tell you what they really think. And there was intense pressure to prevent doctors from saying what they thought if it was in all in dissent of what was being claimed as the prevailing science at the time. And a lot more to say about this. I'll say it in just a second. Let's get candy in here with traffic on the fives. Uh, good news is we're not showing any slowdowns. 29 accident free. No light issues um, yet uh, this morning. You caution wherever you are. And uh, certainly no fog like like yesterday. You have traffic tips. Text 437-1620. It's News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. So, yeah, I remember at the time there was a lot of claims of the science says this and the science says that. The, the problem with that is that science has become kind of our modern religion. I mean, if you think about how science functions and what the appeals to it are used for, you know, we've we've given up appeals to religion as the cultural center of the way we make decisions and instead science an experiment, which has limits and is flawed and produces great things. But of course, one of the biggest challenges of science is that science isn't settled quickly. Science can take a long time to settle something. And so science, you know, the results can change. And look, I actually appreciated a lot of the leading scientists at the time during the pandemic saying, well, we know this, we don't know that. We think this, we're not sure about that. That's appropriate. Okay. But the way science has filled the void created by our abandonment of a religious authority, you know, people want something to look to as a reliable source of decision making. And, you know, we've largely as a culture, Western civilization has abandoned religious authority. Whether you think that's good or bad, that's just true. And so the void fill, the void created by that abandonment demands something. Well, we've filled it with science. Science is not up to that task, by the way, because science doesn't answer most of the questions that religion is meant to answer. But it does answer some questions very, very well. And the problem is we put too much pressure on this thing called science to answer questions that are really outside of its scope. Anyway, the, the point is, is that we're looking for some kind of authority and the claims of science. And then, you know, it's not being used properly when it's used to stifle people who dissent, because anybody who studies the history and philosophy of science, literally anybody who studies the history and philosophy of science would tell you that that is a history of change, error, remedy, dissent. By the way, dissent often stifled. You know, think uh, Galileo, okay? <laughs> you know, pick whoever, you know, think Einstein, think anybody you want. There's always the example of the, the academy that proclaims it believes in science, stifling the people who disagree with them, and then those people turn out to be right, and then the academy changes, it adopts the new way, 
And then it says, see, we're all in favor of change all the time, even though every time a new big thing comes along, they're against it. It's phenomenal how this works. But it's just, if you look at the history, that's how it goes. But the point is that science is supposed to be dissent. It's supposed to be naysaying. It's especially supposed to find a space for the people who disagree. Because the people who disagree are actually the ones doing science, and science is designed to disprove things. Science is not there to validate things. Science is there to, to – you're trying to break it. You're trying to show that the belief or the allegation or the theorem or whatever isn't true or has flaws. And when you stop doing that, like when you stop trying to find flaws in the system – think of how we don't do that for like evolutionary theory anymore. It's a, it's a great example of how science gets perverted, and it gets perverted a lot, again, because there's this void created by the need to have an authority, and we put all that pressure on science to do the work. Anyway, back to the point. You want doctors, you want scientists, you want people to be protected in the intellectual, academic, medical freedom to say, I don't think that's what that says, based on the research that's being done. And that's what he's striving to protect. You should not be in a situation like in California, where if you buck the medical establishment, if you dissent from conventional wisdom, then they can even take away your license uh, to practice at all. No, in Florida, uh, we want to protect people's ability to follow the evidence and to choose evidence over narrative. Exactly right. We want people to be able to follow what they believe the studies are actually saying, especially when they go against the prevailing narrative, because science shouldn't have prevailing narrative when things are fluid. You know, they were wrong about lockdowns. They were wrong about mass mandates. They were wrong about school closures. They were wrong about mRNA shots. They were wrong about vax passports and vax mandates. And really on and on it goes. And so the physicians that were speaking out um, against some of these things, uh, they were really treated very poorly. So in Florida, we're going to make sure uh, that those physicians are, are free to speak and free to uh, offer for their opinions, uh, regardless of whatever may be in vogue politically or whatever some of the higher ups think is appropriate. Most definitely. And again, you don't have to believe uh, that the criticisms of masks were correct. You don't have to believe that the criticisms of the mRNA vaccine were correct. All you have to do is believe that doctors should be allowed to say what they think about this stuff. And by the way, this is worth saying. There is also an argument for the other side of this issue, which is that there has to be some kind of control. Within the medical community, you can't have doctors advocating crazy things. You can't have doctors advocating things that are really well outside of what is established medical practice because you're otherwise there's no meaning to the idea of certifying doctors. Right? There's there's no meaning to the idea of giving them degrees and saying they've done their appropriate diligence and we're going to certify that they are uh, qualified to practice medicine. So there do have to be some kind of limits. The question is when you're in a pandemic with fluid circumstances, changing recommendations from the world of experimental science, should doctors be coerced because of a political agenda into being quiet about their questions about those things? And the answer has to be no. The answer has to be no about that. 621 on News Radio 923. I'm Andrew McKay. Looking to start a career or change your current career? Pensacola State College is the place for you. Choose from short-term, high-demand career and technical education programs ranging from commercial vehicle driving to medical assisting. Call 850-484-2000. Are you looking to start your education or to change careers? Pensacola State College is the place for you. We offer bachelor's degrees, two-year degrees, career certificates, and more, ranging from nursing to welding. Apply today. PensacolaState.edu. 
you know, if you've got a construction project, a home repair project, anything that basically requires you to go to the hardware store, go to the hardware store, Pensacola Hardware. They have been doing this since before the Civil War, like seriously, forever. And the reason I say that is not because you think, wow, that's a really old company. No, it is, but because they know. Whatever it is you're dealing with, they know. They've helped people solve it before. They can give you the advice on how to do it now, and they will have whatever you need in stock. Like, literally, if they don't have it, you know, you come to them and say, I need this, and they're like, no, we don't carry that. That is, you don't need that (laughs) because they will have the thing that you need because they know from experience what really works. And this is true whether you're doing a little repair project in your own home or whether you're building houses for a living. They have it ready for you. And like I said, they have that institutional knowledge that is just unparalleled. Pensacola Hardware right downtown at 20 East Gregory Street, helping people build, rebuild, and remodel Pensacola. Hey, this is Dr. Ben McMillan. I do a show on the Pensacola Expert Panel. We talk about your health problems. Let me educate you about the Activator Method of Adjusting, which offers a safe and effective alternative to traditional manual adjustments. So whether you've been hurt in a car accident or have been suffering from back or neck pain, chiropractic care could be your solution and not just a temporary fix. Join me tomorrow on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Parents usually know if their children will argue over their inheritance, but this can be prevented. I'm Wesley Odom with Armada Advisors. No one wants to see their wealth wasted away because of poor planning. I've assisted several clients with estate planning ideas and sometimes have served as trustee or executor upon their death. Give me a call at 497-6167. Armada Advisors is charting a better course. Wake up with Andrew McKay in the Pensacola Morning News. Lifestyle talk with Jenna Barr and Pep Talk. Drive home with Bobby Rossi in Pensacola right now on News Radio 92.3. A man who's been trained to ignore pain, ignore weather, to live off the land, to eat things and to make a bully goat puke. I feel like this ought to be the theme song of the proposed open container ordinance in Milton. 624 here on News Radio 923. I'm Andrew McKay. It's the Pensacola Morning News. Uh, that'll be at tonight's Milton City Council meeting. They'll talk for the first time about that. Well, the first time since Shannon Rice made her comments back in September. I'll share that with you. Top of the hour coming up at 710. Uh, David Wayne's in the newsroom with our headlines. David? The U.S. and Germany trying to reach an agreement today on sending tanks to Ukraine. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin in Berlin discussing weapons for Ukraine with Germany's new defense minister, uh, Boris Pistorius. And uh, dozens of allies have pledged weapons, but Kiev says they need tanks to fend off Russian forces. Germany's uh, blocked some allies from sending German-made Leopard 2 tanks. They don't want to be seen as escalating the conflict. But uh, a German government source says they would uh, lift their veto if the U.S. sends Abrams tanks. Hmm. Uh, The Massachusetts man accused of killing and dismembering his wife has now been ordered held without bail until his next court appearance. In court yesterday, prosecutors said Brian Walsh had apparently Googled 10 ways to dispose of a dead body. Oh, man, I saw the list of all the things he Googled. Yeah. No. I mean, Google's is, Google busts a lot of people. Yeah, it does. I mean, yeah, well, I deleted my idea. browser history. How do they know? So, you know, there's an internet service provider, and their switches carry logs, and the logs 
keep things. <laughs> Just to, I don't mean to ruin your day, but you think like, oh, incognito, I'm good. Uh, sir. <laughs> well, <laughs> That's I, not how that works. I guess you don't no. go into a life of crime because you're so smart, right? right? Exactly. So uh, tech savvy. And the uh, the Sundance Film Festival making its in-person return starting today in Utah. They've been held virtually for the last two years because of COVID. So uh, it'll be Now? Finally? Yep, just finally. Good Lord. They're slow getting back. Wow. All right, David. Thanks so much for the update. Candy, it's got traffic on the fives. This is brought to you by ECUA. Good news is we're not showing any slowdowns or accidents. Highway 90 is uh, running just fine. 98 not showing any issues either from Navarre into Gulf Breeze into Pensacola. Through Mount Bridge, also clear. This is brought to you by ECUA. And at ECUA, uh, they want to ensure recyclable materials are processed correctly and keep the recycling program on track. You can go to livegreenecua.com to find out what's recyclable and what's not. Download the Recycle uh, Coach app today. You can do that as well. And uh, if you have traffic tips, text 437-1620, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Just keep in mind, baby Jesus is not part of the Yes Recycle Dude. list. Just kidding. <laughs> 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 I, I almost brought king cake in today. I was like, I'll wait. I'll awesome. wait. I know. Oh, man. When I tell you uh, luxury import brand names like BMW, Genesis, Audi, Jaguar, Porsche, Lexus, you might think, oh, these are good cars, and they are good cars, and you have to pay a little more for them, and that's true. But you don't have to pay extra to service them. You don't have to take them to the dealership, okay? You can save money, save time, especially if the dealership is a ways away. You can service them at Bobby Likas Auto Service right here on Davis Highway. They love to see those cars. They work on them all the time. Same for the diesel engines. You think that's special that has to go to the dealership? It doesn't. They have techs who can work on that stuff and do so all the time. They're rated a 2021 Carfax top-rated service center, 4.5 average reviews or above. The website, carcliniceservice.com, is their philosophy, which is like a healthcare clinic for your car so that you see them only for the small stuff routinely so you don't have to see them for the big stuff. If you see them a lot for little things like your doctor, then you want to see them for the big things. That's the goal. Bobby Likas Auto Service right here on Davis Highway. 628 News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. You know, the governor has put out a basically, I'm hunting uh, hunting rabbits, kind of. I'm hunting diversity, inclusion, and equity programs. And he wanted to know how much universities are spending on this stuff. And News Service of Florida did a really good review of the materials that came back. University of Florida... The flagship university, as some people call it, the Harvard of the South, but that's pretty much people from Florida call it that. Uh, no, no knock on UF, but that's they don't they don't say that in Iowa. Um, re- uh, reported spending five point three million, five point three million on diversity related programs and expenses. Uh, about three and a half of that came from the state, so another two came from other sources. They had forty three people staffed working on diversity, equity, and inclusion programs. 43. That's what? Two or three full departments worth of people? Two or three full departments worth of people working on this stuff. The chief diversity officer includes four staff positions and costs the school a million dollars with about three quarters of that coming from the state. Um, You have uh, UCF, four and a half million. Two and a half of that coming from the state. They have eight courses at UCF, all of which the school described as optional, but involve diversity. For example, gender issues in communication, cultural diversity in criminal justice, third wave feminism. You think I joke when I put this stuff in the transgressors? 
I taught at the university level for 10 years. I know of which I mock. <laughs> I, just, I know these people. I know how they think, and I know the kind of stuff they believe in. Um, politics and civil rights, another one of them uh, listed in there. Uh, university of South Florida, 1.2 million, a little bit less. One, one of that coming from the state. So, you know, what's the governor going to do with all this information? We'll see. FAMU, uh, 4.4 million. This is, to me, this is one of the weirdest ones because FAMU is a largely black school, right? And yet they have almost as much money they're spending as at UF on diversity, equity, inclusion. It's just so strange. Uh, there's actually a, a course at uh, FAU uh, called Gender and Climate Change. Again, you think I make this stuff up. <laughs> I don't make this stuff up. This is real. Um, this course explores how gender inequality across the globe is related to environmental damage and climate change and examines feminist, indigenous, and LGBTQ climate justice movements alongside the gendered implications of global policy and practices related to the environment. Local news up next. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. The clock is ticking on Congress to raise or suspend the nation's debt limit or risk defaulting on debt. Republicans are demanding linking a debt limit increase to new caps on spending. The debt limit was reached today, but Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen says the department is taking what's called extraordinary measures to prevent a default until early June. At the White House, Jared Halpern, Fox News. Some protesters are calling for violence against police in Atlanta over the fatal shooting of a man protesting the construction of a police training facility in an urban forest. Police tried to clear an encampment near the site where the center will be built. Police say officers located a man inside a tent in the woods who did not comply with their orders. They say the man opened fire on a Georgia state trooper who returned fire, killing the man. The officer has been hospitalized. Four others were arrested at the scene. Fox's Ted Lindner. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning, 631 News Radio 923. I'm David Wayne, 68 right now. It is clear skies here in Pensacola. Florida school districts had until last October to implement the state's teacher salary increase allocation law. But as of now, there's still six school districts that have not submitted plans to the state Department of Education. That includes both Escambia and Santa Rosa counties. While Escambia schools have an agreement in place with the teachers union, it's not scheduled to be ratified until February. Superintendent Dr. Tim Smith says they could request the union expedite that. And as for next year. One of the things we wanted to do was to get out in front as much as possible. So we have guaranteed in, in good faith that we will be at the 47 $1,500 salary next year. Smith says that good faith agreement should uh, should allow the district to have an easier go of things during the next round of negotiations. After clearing out a massive backlog of rape kits in 2019, the Florida Department of Law Enforcement is now taking another step towards survivors of sexual assault receiving information in a timely manner. Traditionally, survivors of sexual assault had to wait extremely too long for even basic information about their status of their kits, but no more. Thanks to Gale's law that was passed in 2021, the FDLE has now set up a web-based tracking system. Survivors can log in and choose notifications that they receive. They'll also be able to track where their rape kit is physically located. 
Investigators looking into a house fire in Warrington that they're calling suspicious. The fire broke out at a home on Prieto Drive yesterday afternoon. Scabia Fire Rescue says a pet was killed in that fire, but otherwise there were no injuries reported. Sheriff's deputies also responded to the home for a disturbance call and no arrests were made. The State Bureau of Arson now investigating the fire. The second community roundtable discussion on gun violence held last night in Brownsville. The discussion lasted about two hours. It also included some public input. The problem is we're reaching the kids too late. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. That's right. You can throw money at everything and it looks good, but most of the money probably won't even go for what it's intended in the first place. I'm just going to be open and honest. Yep. What we need to do is start reaching kids early. In the end, they did come up with a plan to target specific neighborhoods with every resource they have available. That would include extra police patrols, uh, influencing kids through local schools and organizations. And right now, there's no word on what neighborhood would be first on the list, although there was some discussion about areas in Brownsville. And Escambia County deputies say a woman was robbed at gunpoint outside of the Dollar General store on Lillian Highway yesterday. Investigators say a man approached a woman. Uh, or the man approached the a woman. He was on a bike. She was walking into the store, asked her to buy him something. And when she refused, that man then allegedly pointed a gun at the woman and took her cash before peddling away. It's 635 at News Radio 92.3. Let's get a look at our traffic on the fives. All right. We're not showing any slowdowns or delays right now. Um, Highway 29, accident-free from the Atmore cutoff in Molino through Cantelma. Nine Mile, also accident-free, not showing any delays at all in, in Car City. Certainly, if you have an accident or, or see a, a, you have a traffic tip, you can text 437-1620. It's News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Some showers and thunderstorms through the morning hours. Rain chance will eventually come to an end as we head into the afternoon. Afternoon, high today near 73 degrees. After the rain, we will have things clear out with temperatures dropping. Temperatures drop overnight near 46. For Friday, a sunnier pattern will move in. We are going to have mostly sunny skies through the morning, high near 65. By the evening, clouds roll in low near 49 degrees. As you head into the weekend, rain chance will return with a 60 to 80% chance of rain. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. Thank you, Brooke. 635 at News Radio 92368 right now in Pensacola. 60 Six in Gulf Breeze and 65 in Milton. Our next news at 7. Breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 923. I'm Jennifer Kashinka with your Money Now. Federal authorities have cited Amazon for safety violations at three of its warehouses. The Department of Labor's Occupational Safety and Health Administration has issued citations to the company after inspections at facilities in Florida, Illinois, and New York. It says workers at those sites were exposed to ergonomic hazards or hazards with equipment, including having to perform tasks that could lead to lower back injuries and other muscle-related conditions. Amazon says it will appeal the decisions. The head of the Federal Railroad Administration has warned Class 1 railroads it will take enforcement action if they don't make recommended improvements to their engineer and conductor training and certification programs. The administration had been reviewing crew training and certification programs over the past 18 months. The biggest railroads have been hiring conductors in greater numbers and more rapidly than ever as they work to solve widespread crew shortages. And they say they have not cut quarters by shortening training programs. On Wall Street, futures are lower. That's your money now. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. 
Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call SelectQuote at 1-800-683-7713. That's 1-800-683-7733. Or go to SelectQuote.com. 1-800-683-7733. That's 1-800-683-7733. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Hi, I'm Billy Anderson with Anderson Subaru in Pensacola. If you're driven by an adventurous heart, you're in luck because the redesigned 2023 Subaru Outback shares your spirit. The Outback can take you as far as you want to explore with standard symmetrical all-wheel drive. And Subaru's estimated highway fuel economy for non-turbo 2023 Outback models is up to 32 miles per gallon. And comparing information for competitors' website, the Outback has more ground clearance than Honda CRV or Toyota RAV4. So you can take on the path less traveled with ease. And when Experian Automotive studied vehicles in operation versus total new registrations, they found that 97% of Outback vehicles sold in the last 10 years are still on the road today, which means you can explore your world with confidence. The 2023 Subaru Outback. Go where love takes you. Anderson Subaru, Highway 29, just north of Car City, Pensacola, online at andersonsubaru.com. Anderson's got a Subaru for you. Actual mileage may vary. Clearance comparisons as of June 2022. Experian data for model years 2012 to 2021 as of December 2022. It's Jesse Kelly here. I can't afford to lose 30% of my 401k or IRA again, and I'm assuming you can't either. Call Oxford Gold. Securing your IRA or 401k with real gold and silver is a portfolio protection plan, and Oxford Gold has made it easy as one, two, three. One app, one call, and you pick your precious metals. That's it. You now own precious metals. Call Oxford Gold today to learn more about the one, two, three protection plan. 833-404-GOLD. 833-404-GOLD. Brian Kilmeade, afternoons at 11. Everyone's too old. You know, why is Chuck Schumer 74 and Nancy Pelosi finally stepping aside but staying in Congress? Clyburn 77. You know, the President of the United States 80. President Trump uh, 76. So people are getting up there in age. And it was in the President's case, obviously he's not aging well. And he's going to go for another four years. On News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Ben Scola Morning News. Since it is Thursday, it means it's time to talk to Wes Moreno, the Escambia County Administrator. Uh, Mr. Administrator, welcome back to the Ben Scola Morning News, sir. Hey, Andrew. It's great to be here. Always good to have you. Always good to have you. Okay, I, I have to ask you the first question because I have been asked several times, and I just want to make sure I get to it. Uh, uh, Detroit Boulevard, when is it going to be reopened? I will have to uh, 
take on that and see. Uh, I know they've been working pretty hard. I think they should be getting pretty close, but I will have to actually uh, get back with you on that one. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm, I thought I had let you know in advance, and it's my fault. I failed to do that, so I apologize. I didn't mean to put you on the spot. I would have asked you only if I thought I had let you know in advance I wanted it because um, it's impossible to track everything in the county for any one person. Uh, second, it is. Yeah, it, it is. And, and especially now that you're not just the roads guy. Like I know probably years ago you would have known because you were the roads guy. Now you got to track everything, which is a lot to track. <laughs> um, the um, Of course, Commissioner Burgosh was very active in advocating to push from the PNJ for public notices to the Escambia Sun Press. The law now allows you to go entirely digital and not spend any money on print if you put it at the county's website. Has there been discussion about planning to do that, as far as you know? Yeah, we've had some discussions about it. Uh, It's kind of all-encompassing. Like, the school board would participate with us, and we, we may would be responsible to post some of their stuff. So we're looking into that and seeing really how efficient and how feasible that would be. Uh, from my standpoint, I certainly don't want to be responsible uh, for another agency's organization's uh, posting of their public notices. But it's something we are talking about and looking at to see if we can uh, to see if it is a viable solution for us uh, okay. that, that won't cause us too much uh, extra work. Yeah, and I think if I recall correctly that like the city of Milton was having this conversation and in order, they can't host it on their own site. It has to be hosted by the county. So if, for example, city of Pensacola, although Mayor Reeves yesterday said that he doesn't want to move away from uh, active publication of these things in print, so it's not probably an issue, but still, that it would have to be at the county site, and so that would you know, mean you'd have to be providing that service somehow or other. So, all right, I appreciate that. Just you know, keep us updated if any of that changes. One of the things um, yep. on the agenda today, and it just caught me by surprise because it seemed like such a big item is you guys are going to talk about the possibility of a next phase expansion, unless I read it wrong. And I know sometimes I do um, a next phase expansion of the landfill an enormous expansion. Like, you know, we're talking what $2 million, I think only for the design. And would this be on the other side of Beulah road? Is that how I read this? Yeah, that's right. It would be on the East side of Beulah road. Uh, we already own the property there. And the item that's on today is for design and permitting of the site. And it's going to be a pretty a pretty involved project. We're actually going to build a new road, uh, take Beulah Road and kind of divert it around. And the existing Beulah Road will become our entrance road into the, into the new landfill. Really? But uh, it's about a, a four-year process from beginning of design to the end of construction. Uh, we're, which is pretty aggressive. We have about you know, about six to eight years left where we're at. So we're looking to, to bring this uh, to fruition and get it done and get it accomplished. And it'll add, you know, 40, 50 years with that by the time we get to building all the cells out uh, in the new expansion area. So it's it's a much needed project. Uh, we're right, we're tracking pretty well on the timeline uh, to get it accomplished. And uh, so that's that's kind of what that's about. Okay, so uh, just I want to recap to make sure I get it. The idea is to build a what I would call a straighter Bueller Road that's going to go north and connect with. Uh, it's going it, to would the new road just connect with the rest of Bueller before you get to like the Timber Creek kind of area, or would it go all the way to Muskogee? But then you're going to uh, go ahead. Yeah, it'll, it'll circle back in. And, okay, and we'll, you know we'll be working in conjunction with FDOT. Uh, through this area as well, you know, it's going to tie into to the Kingsfield ex- expansion and the interchange. I mean, all of this uh, is going to work kind of in conjunction 
And so we are working with FDOT uh, to let them review our plans and get their input. And they've been, they've been pretty good about working with us in, on this project. So uh, Chris Phillips, our traffic engineer, has been heavily involved in this. And, and Don Seitz, our solid waste uh, director and engineer, uh, have been working working closely together with FDOT. So uh, it's, it's a good project, and, and I'm looking forward to seeing it come to fruition. And so it's, this would basically, in the time frame that's left for the current landfill, about half of the time that's left, it would take to construct the new one, which, as you said, would extend our lifespan for about four to five decades. And frankly, I mean, I think if you're a resident, you have to like the idea that it's basically at the same site, you know, because it's not creating a new landfill somewhere else, you know, close to residences or anything like that. So interesting. No, and, and I assume the plan would be that you're going to fund this through, I mean, would you fund this through general revenue? Would you fund this through a bond? Like what's the construction no, scope going to be? This is uh this is solid waste reserves. Okay. So we have a, we have a pretty healthy reserve uh, right now in solid waste and that's where this funding would come from. Okay, so you kind of been saving for this plan to begin with, which is, I mean, fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, actually, hang on for just a second, Wes. Uh, let's get Candy in here with a quick traffic on the fives before we get back to this. Go ahead, Candy. Okay, sure. Not showing any problems on Nine Mile or Beulah Road. Speaking of which, and if you have traffic tips, text four three seven sixteen twenty. It's News Radio ninety two three. Informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. Ba- back to West Moreno. Do we have a ballpark swag number on the price tag for the new landfill uh, aside from the two million for the design? Yeah, I think that uh, that swag is somewhere around uh, fifteen to twenty million. Fifteen to twenty. Okay, and what is our reserve at right now? It's at forty-five. Oh, okay. So we're good. <laughs> yeah, we're good. No, no, we're good, and, and we're gonna, you know, yeah, we'll, it'll cost some of our reserve, but we're gonna build that reserve back. It'll, it'll build back fairly quickly, so we're not concerned about that. Okay. Well, interesting. Wow, that's a. I mean, this is the kind of stuff government's supposed to do well, and it sounds like it's being done well, so I I appreciate that. Great information. Um, We also have uh, some things to um, – next week we got the point-in-time count coming for – it's not just counting all the homeless people in our community, but it is also you're intending to map out the homeless camps. Is that right? Yeah, so we've been working pretty hard uh, with the continuum of care uh, and and, uh, my in-house staff and – uh, some folks uh, put a little working group together. Allison Patton from city councils involved, and uh, Travis Tompkins, our emergency manager, and myself, and Chandra Smiley's involved. And and we just we put a, a working group together, and we're getting more involved. I guess you you could say with a continuum of care to try to get a more accurate count. And uh, so we've been doing some training this week, and. We've got some other initiatives coming, but, but you know, last year, I think if you remember the discussion, when we looked at the point-in-time count, the numbers, they seemed extremely low. Yeah. And so I, one of the initiatives that we're bringing forward is just to try and get more involved uh, and get a better, more accurate count, because the, the better, more accurate count we have, uh, it opens us up to being able to apply for more grant dollars to provide services and try to move the needle a little bit, if you will, uh, on homelessness. And and it's been a very much talked about topic as of late. And a matter of fact, I have a a, a meeting this afternoon with Sheriff Simmons um, to talk about some issues related to homelessness. And um, and we're going to be looking at models in different different areas of the state. Uh, Pinellas County has a model that we're, we're going to send folks down to take a look at that model. 
we're looking to really move the needle on this topic, and it'll take a lot of work. It's a heavy lift, and uh, it's not going to be anything that's going to be overnight. It's going to be it's going to be a grind uh, to be able to move that needle. But but I feel like we have to, and so you know, that's the reason we kind of put the little working group together, and uh, just trying to drive a little, be a little more engaged and, and get some, get some things accomplished. No, I, I, and I agree with the idea that you know you have to know where you are before you can know how to get to where you want to be. So that makes sense. There's also a thing on here for an Englewood community center. This would, by my assessment, this is now the the second community center project that we're working on. The one in District Four for Commissioner Bender at the old church site there, and this one is also like a, an old church site. Am, am I reading this right? Yeah, it is. It, it's a it is a current church, and um, you know this is something that's kind of been been worked and looked at uh, for for a few years now, and there was a thought to rebuild the Inglewood Boys and Girls Club, and then this uh, site, which is literally just a couple of blocks uh, down the road, uh, became available, and um, we did we've done a lot of due diligence uh, to make sure that the amenities that that Commissioner May wants to provide there will fit and can be constructed and the cost of the renovation and, and such, and we feel like it, we could accomplish that with the budget that's available, which is uh, altogether is about four point something million, I think. But the, this initial step is just to make an offer, uh, and you know, I don't, I don't know how it will turn out, right. but just getting the approval to make the offer, and then we'll. We'll see how it goes, and we'll move from there. Yeah, it's a $1.7 million offer to the Englewood Baptist Church uh, there on West Scott Street. So as you say, we'll kind of see how this turns out. If the county approves it, the board approves it, and then if they accept the offer. Uh, you also have a Maple Oak stormwater project. We had talked before about the one um, off of, like, in the kind of the Burgess area near the school, Hancock and all of that area. This is another one you guys are looking at uh, to study, to see what to do. But I want to end on a, a good note, which is that, not only does Escambia County have the firefighter of the year, Lieutenant Nick Gradia, but we have the volunteer firefighter of the year, Assistant uh, ECFR Chief uh, Yoshimi Kor, right? Absolutely, absolutely. We're very, very honored uh, and grateful uh, for the work that, that those men do and, and all, all the fire. But it, it, it really speaks highly, I think, of our, of our fire division and department to have the professional firefighter of the year and the volunteer firefighter of the year. Uh, I think it just shows the quality of, of the folks that we have there in fire and uh, that we are are moving it, tracking in the right direction. And very proud of those guys. They very much deserve honors uh, for both of them. And, uh, so I just, that's just great news. It is is really good news, especially for a department that, of course, had a recent loss, which was very painful. That's uh, some little bit of good news or a significant amount of good news in the process. And we're picking up two new EMS trucks to, to outfit. So, I mean, you know, a lot of good things happening at the meeting this morning. Uh, the uh, board will meet this morning, of course, as they typically do on a Thursday for the morning meeting. And Wes Moreno is the Scambia County Administrator. As always, Wes, thanks for the time, man. I appreciate it. And all the information, very good information. All right. Yes, sir. Thank you, Andrew. You bet. 652 here on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. Hobbies can be fun and expensive. How about a hobby that's fun and could make you money? Find out this morning at 10 with Emerald Coast Coins. Hear about precious metals and metal detectors as a great hobby. For nearly 20 years, Emerald Coast Coins has been one of the top-rated businesses in Northwest Florida to buy and sell gold, silver, and the best metal detectors to find treasure. Get more information this morning on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. 
Uh, What'd you do this time, Brad? I'm in the doghouse after my hunting trip last weekend. Yeah, I was too. I blew off our date. How'd you get out of the doghouse? Stillwater's Day and Medical Spa. I got her a gift card. It took three minutes at SWMedSpa.com. She booked it this Saturday. Saturday? So nine holes then? Tea time's at eight. To enjoy a hassle-free guys weekend, treat her to a gift card from Stillwater's Day and Medical Spa. Follow Stillwater's on Facebook or Instagram to enter contests and win great prizes. Or visit SWMedSpa.com. As a Walgreens pharmacist, I talk with people all the time about little tips and tricks for filling their Medicare prescriptions, like taking advantage of Walgreens 90-day refills to save them a trip, or using refill by scan, which is super easy and right on your phone. And for anybody worried about prescription costs, I say, hey, we got you, with low-cost copays on many medications. Let's talk about making things easier. Walgreens is here. Fill your way and save at walgreens.com slash Medicare. See pharmacists for restrictions and exclusions. Listen to News Radio on air at 92.3 FM, 95.3 FM, AM 1620, and online at newsradio923.com. Download our mobile app or listen through Alexa. Average for a gallon of gas, 337. Florida averages 340. Texas is 298, the best. California is the worst at 443. If you are in Navarre today, prices held steady since yesterday, 319 east and west at either Walmart. If you're in uh, like Midway, kind of Tiger Point area, 315 at the Liberty, 329 in proper. In Milton, 319 at the Raceway, 309 at the Pea Ridge Murphy, 311 if you wait till the uh, Tom Thumb as you're going through pace. If you get over into Pensacola, looks like 309 at uh, 9 Mile at the Walmart Neighborhood Market, 319 at the Murphy in front of the Walmart on US 29. And then coming in from the southwest side, uh, there's a 297 at the Pure on Jackson, but on Major Road, you got the uh, 317 at the Murphy in, uh, on Navy Boulevard. Uh, these gas prices are brought to you by Pete Moore Volkswagen with the lowest outdoor price on your next new Volkswagen, PeteMooreImports.com. And I did make a mistake at some point when we were talking about the uh, broadband stuff. I think I said Stephen Berry was District 1. District 5, of course, uh, sorry, uh, the North End. <laughs> but, yeah, somebody mentioned I And I put up a post on that topic as well, including the letter from Cox, and uh, apparently repeated the mistake there, so I'm working on getting that edited. But sometimes when you're on the air, you can't do everything all at the same time. <laughs> we try. Candy's got traffic on the fives. Oh, man. Uh, as we take a look around, uh, I mentioned this earlier, Beulah and Nine Mile not showing any slowdowns or delays. It looks like 90 again. Absolutely clear. Not showing any problems there as well. Uh, Bell, Sterling, and Sanaman Road in uh, Pace and P. Ridge and Milton and, and Muat Road in Milton. All clear. Caroline Street not showing any issues either. If you have traffic tips, text 437-1620. News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Oh, my God. Yesterday, though. Holy smokes. That accident on the causeway oh getting my into gosh, Milton. So you know awful. somebody died four cars mm. piled up i-10 jacked up for the whole oh uh, that was uh man what a horrible horrible thing uh david wayne's in the newsroom with our headlines david well there's big winter storm that's going to be hitting the central plains they're expecting heavy snow sleet and freezing rain all the way from nebraska to michigan and that's why we live in florida uh most voters think that president biden's handling of classified documents was inappropriate after documents uh, from his time as vice president turned up at his delaware home and a former office the results of the quinnipiac university poll conducted last 
last week did break down mostly along party lines. 85% of Republicans found fault and 36% of Democrats. And the NHL weighing in after a Philadelphia Flyers player boycotted warm-ups during the team's LGBTQ Pride Night. In a statement Wednesday, the league says that players are free to decide which initiatives they support. This is after the Flyers' Ivan Provorov uh, didn't take the didn't take the pre pre-game skate on Tuesday night and refused to wear the team's Pride Night warm-up jersey. Yeah, no, I thought this was a really interesting story, David. Thanks so much. I heard uh, Jenna last night filling in for Bobby Rossi talking about this a little bit. First of all, uh, one of the headlines called this a boycott. Dude, <laughs> a boycott is when you actively withdraw commercial or social relations with a entity in order to protest a policy. If this is not a boycott, this is simple non-participation. Words matter. Um, uh, and you know, anyway, but he doesn't go out there and play because he's a, a Russian Orthodox. He's got traditional religious views. So he doesn't want to go out and fundraise for pride efforts by using special warm-up jerseys or a rainbow taped hockey stick. Fine. I mean, fine. And by the way, good job for the Flyers for coming out in response and the NHL statement saying that, you know, look, this is fine. Um, that uh, clubs decide whom to celebrate, when and how, with league and co- council and support. Players are free to decide which initiatives to support. And we continue to encourage their voices and perspectives on social and cultural issues. Good. I mean, it's simple. <laughs> let people, if it's not something that's related to the sport, let people decide what they want to participate in or not. But the 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 pride folks, uh, the spokesman for this was very angry. And how dare he? Like, you're angry that he didn't want to fundraise for something directly hostile to his religious convictions? Simmer down. Learn what America's about. 658 here on News Radio 92.3. I mean, you have Christian organizations. Like, uh, I know the baseball and football do like uh, Christian family night and stuff like that. Well, if somebody didn't want to come out and fundraise for that because they're an atheist, fine. I mean, fine. Stop trying to coerce people to do things hostile to their beliefs. Time for future news. And real quick, Three Mile Bridge is at a standstill. This is westbound. Lots of police lights there. Uh, uh, I'm not sure what it is yet, but uh, it is at a stop. Oh, so wow. be careful. Well, Thank you for texting that great. in. Great. Happy days. Uh, welcome to Pensacola traffic. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly it's fine, and then every once in a while it is a giant mess. Uh, will the new landfill get built in the time frame for about the price he was saying? Yes. Yeah, I, I, this is very great. This is good government, it's as far as I can government. tell. Um, and will we hit the debt limit today, or will they find? Uh, will they push the can down the road? They'll push it down the road. Of course they will. Absolutely. We'll be back. Listen on air at 92.3, 95.3, and AM 1620. News Radio 92.3, WNRP, Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.